0: So he said, Hey, I have a place for you. So he takes her to the place, and 15 years later, then she escaped. From that day in high school, she got, because she was strung out on that drug that he laced that marijuana with, she was dependent on him. And to hear her story, oh my gosh, how she got, uh, she was just beat almost every day. Um, you know, it was a couple of times where, she lost track of how many men she had to sleep with in one day, wow. not just, you know, in, in a week or a year or anything, but in one day. And so she was constantly raped. But if you see her today, um, I would have never known that she was a victim, let alone a survivor. Wow.
1: Welcome to the show. You're listening to the Hope Radio Podcast. Stories, profiles, and interviews of Courage, Triumph, and Perseverance. My name my name is Sean Davis. I happen to be your humble host. And joining me as always, my co-host in life, my beautiful wife. Her name is...
2: Just Jen.
1: And you're along with us as we keep this Hope train and moving on down the tracks.
2: Choo-choo!
1: How you doing today, Jennifer?
2: I'm doing Good. Oh, I'm doing so good.
1: Yes, you are. You've got a favorite <laughs> shirt on. You've got your Volkswagen bus yes. shirt on, yes. like your tank crop shirt. That's like one of your favorite shirts. That's like your dream, right?
2: It's my favorite car. Yeah. Not my favorite shirt.
1: Are you unhappy that I haven't gotten you that car yet?
2: Um, n- <laughs> I would say yes, but then no, because I'm never not unhappy because I'm grateful for what I do have. Yeah. But, um,
1: you sure would like a bus though, like a 21 yeah, window one Volkswagen, old school, 23. cool 23 window bus. Yes. Those are the super rare ones.
2: Cause I want the windows up front to open up like eyes, like <laughs> eyelashes. Hi. <laughs> Yes.
1: I, I think that'd be awesome. To, but here's the test. Huh. You have not driven a manual transmission car in forever.
2: Well, I think once you know how, you know how. Really? Yes.
1: So that's been... I don't really
2: want to though, but yeah. I will...
1: Oh, I, that's, that's the point right here. I don't... Because yeah. you have an opportunity to drive a manual transmission car and you decline it every time I give it to you.
2: Well, because I have to think. <laughs> And I just want to drive.
1: <laughs> you don't want to think that's when you drive? That's why they're
2: making all these supercars with paddle shifters now, because they don't want you to think, they just want you to drive.
1: So you don't ever want to think when you're driving?
2: No. Gosh, no. <laughs> I, that, it's called autopilot.
1: Well, you think out loud anyway. So if you're driving, yeah. you'd be talking.
2: Yeah. So that's so you be... tell me
1: all the time, you think out loud, which is why you talk mm-hmm. when you're thinking. So when you're in a car by yourself, are you
2: talking to yourself? Yes. Really? Oh, yes. Oh, I mean, yes.
1: This is something I didn't I know. I talk
2: to myself so often that I'm worried about the person next to me thinking, who the heck is she talking to? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, I don't care. I'll never see them again. And then I just drive fast away.
1: Jennifer has <laughs> a large volume of words, a quota of words she has to get out every single day. And if she does not get this quota of words out, it the day did not unfold the way it's supposed to.
2: Yeah, it's not a good day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> me, I tend to think in my head, I'm, I'm a little bit more introspective. So it's funny.
2: Well, wait a minute. As a matter of fact, yesterday by 830 in the morning, you had already told me I spoke way too many words and I needed to stop talking. Like you just can't process any more of what I'm saying. And it was like 8.30 in the morning. I'm like, you oh my You had gosh. a
1: large volume of words coming out of your mouth. It was like one subject to the next, to the next, to the next. And I was like, I'm just trying to make my waffles here. I'm just trying to make my <laughs> my oat pancakes. And just like, dude, I'm still waking up. And yet you were just, like, well, motoring.
2: I still had 12 hours left in the day. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to try to be quiet. But I do blame it on my pre-workout because it makes me all like, you know, fast.
1: Well, let's cut that in half.
2: No, I need my (laughs) (laughs) pre-workout.
1: Yeah. I love you just the way you are. Sometimes though, man, it's like a fire. I'm trying to drink out of a fire hose and I just can't take it all in. And so I just had my moment yesterday.
2: Yeah, you did. Did I hurt your feelings? No, I was just like going to be, be aware of not talking. What did I do
1: though? I came back around. You
2: apologize and you're like, I love you. I am so sorry. I said that. You can speak all the words you want today.
1: And then you're so defiant. You didn't even want to talk to me after <laughs> like, that for I'm a little bit. I'm not talking anymore. <laughs> Teach me a lesson. Yeah. <clears throat> there you go. I'm,
2: you're going to miss me when I'm not talking.
1: Yes, <laughs> I always do. All right. You ready for some funny time?
2: Yeah, let's get funny.
1: Let's talk some funny. Okay. You got a joke you want to share? I do. Okay. I do.
2: I do. I do. You ready? Yes. What is small? Okay. It's small, red, and whispers.
1: What is small red and whispers? I have no idea. What's small red and whispers?
2: I don't know either. I don't know that one. (laughs) (laughs) What? I don't know that one. That's the wrong one. Is that the joke? (laughs) No. It's really Is it supposed to be funny? It's the wrong joke. Oh, go ahead. Then tell me the right joke. Ready? What is the coolest vegetable?
1: What is the coolest vegetable? I don't know. What's the coolest vegetable?
2: A radish. <laughs> See how I tied that in? I think yesterday, yesterday I told a joke about the beet and we were talking about beets and radishes, so I had to find a radish joke. That was good. But then the funny to the other one, do you want to know the answer to that one? Yeah. It was a horse radish. I, I had two radish jokes and I was I confused. don't remember the
1: setup, so I can't, I can't. What is
2: small red and whispers?
1: And that's a radish?
2: A horse Radish. Oh. Like the horse whisperer.
1: I still don't get it.
2: It's small and red.
1: That one's not funny.
2: That's why I didn't say it in the first one. <laughs> but you <laughs> laughed at my second one.
1: What do you call... So it's my turn. You ready?
2: <laughs> okay.
1: What do you call a rich elf?
2: Um, Santa's favorite elf?
1: No. Wealthy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wealthy. <laughs> Wealthy. Wealthy. That was a good one, huh? Yeah, that was cute.
1: (laughs) I like that. Did we we do funnies well?
2: Yeah, we did funnies well.
1: Those were good funnies.
2: We think they're funny, so.
1: (laughs) Well, here's what I'm excited about. What? We're about to have an interview with a woman that really, really inspires me. Okay. You ready for this?
2: I am so ready.
1: Ricky Weber Mm -hmm. was a travel photographer. Okay. So she... Traveled the world, taking photos of beautiful destinations. Dream job, dream job, total dream job. Mm -hmm. She had a reckoning. She had a moment. She had she she had prayed, Father God, am I doing what I am supposed to be doing? Is am I doing what my purpose is? Am I am I on the right path? And his answer shocked her, kind of scared her,
3: surprised her
1: out of nowhere. Something she had no knowledge about, but yet she felt him calling her to do something about it okay this this is like a god moment. i'm intrigued this, this is like an encounter with your destiny kind of moment Ooh. an encounter with your purpose kind of moment
2: i love it i'm excited i am too
1: so i'm gonna call ricky and i'm gonna get her on the line and we're gonna talk to her about her life and about her mission and about her story okay you ready i'm ready here we go all right i've got ricky weber on the line welcome to the show ricky how are you today
0: i'm doing Well, thank you. How are you? We
1: are living our best California pandemic life. We are in the midst of some wildfires. We're in the midst of some heat. We're in the midst of some rolling blackouts. We're in the midst of the pandemic. But you know what? Why not? Like you know, it's it's got to happen sometime, right? You got to just got to deal with it. You got to endure it. You got to get through it. So uh, we're we're awesome. We're talking to you about hope. So yes. that's that's what's awesome. I was so excited to have you on the show because I think that the topic that we're going to discuss today is one about human trafficking, and it's something that's that's near and dear to both Jen and I's heart. We we're strong advocates about eliminating that and and actually bringing more awareness to it. But before we talk about the organization that you've created and run, I I really just am curious how all of this started for you. Because from what you've said, you know, in a former life, you were a travel photographer. And so I'm just real curious how you go from being a travel photographer to now an advocate for human (laughs) trafficking. So maybe, maybe you can shed
0: some light on that for us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I blame it all on God. <laughs> so uh, I mean, everybody needs to blame something on someone. So I blame it on God. So um, I started a, a photography business in 2006. It became a, pr- a profession of mine then. You know, I always um, dabbled in it uh, since high school and playing around with it. But it became a profession in 2006. And it was my ultimate goal when I was 18 to see all 50 states. Mm. So then fast forward a couple of years and I had my daughter. And so I started bringing her across country with me and going different places. So then she gets older and she was like, mom, let's just take this across the pond. So we turn it into an international thing. So then, it, then that's where it became, you know, travel photography. So capturing um, beauty through the eyes of God is my tagline. Wow. Oh, and I so, love that. Um, yeah, because what I like to do is go to places and bring it back to the States. Because even even in the United States, there are places that some people can't go, whether they can't afford it or they're afraid to fly. So I like to bring, I like to capture the beauty in our state and across the pond and bring it back to people who may not have the opportunity to travel. So that's where the travel photography came from. And so with that, I happened to pick up a book by Mark Batterson, Idle Chase the Lion.
1: Chase the Lion. That doesn't sound like a good idea, but I like the title of
0: it. Right. If Jen saw a lion, she's not going to be chasing it. No. And so that in itself, right, when we're thinking about God and and our faith, you know, us having that power and that authority, you know, those things, we have dominion here on on earth. And so those things should be under our authority. So, you know, instead of being afraid of it, let's go after it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the dream, our purpose, our destiny, don't be afraid of it. No matter the size, no matter what it looks like, just go after it. So um, that's what I did. And I was like, okay, yeah, travel, photography, photography isn't scaring me. What is it? What, why am I here? And so that night is when I had dreamt that I saw women and children crying out to God, some in fetal positions, um, crying out, at, you know, saying, help me, help me, help me. Mm-hmm. So just before I woke up from it, that's when I heard in the dream to start a safe house. And so then I awaken in a pool of sweat, and I'm like, <laughs> I am not doing that. <laughs> I can God, can I take that request back? <laughs>
3: I know. Yeah,
4: because
0: you, yeah, you,
4: <laughs> exactly. you
1: shared with me that you had prayed, like, you had prayed for, like, is this my purpose? Yes! What's my greater purpose? You know, and and you know, that can be yes. scary doing that because sometimes the answer yes! can be really, really intimidating.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh, yeah, and you know, sometimes after you have a certain dream, you want to go back to sleep <laughs> <laughs> and, and hope that you can erase it so yes. that you don't even think about it. It was like, no, God, let's do a over. <laughs> but
1: now, had you been touched by human trafficking happen. at all? Like how did, uh, was that just like a no. random and, something out of the ether? And, that, yes. Oh my gosh.
0: Yes. And that's what's so bizarre about it. I never even heard about it until then. Um, and so what's ironic is, um, I think when I asked God, I was in that, in that moment where I was writing my manuscript for my book. And so I had submitted the manuscript to the uh, publisher and that's what I asked God about it and then when God told me he said put that in your book but then that's when I thought okay I misheard God that wasn't (laughs) God because I submitted the manuscript so I contacted and I said okay God if this is you I'll be able to get it in there so I contacted the publisher and the publisher said it just so happened that I haven't submitted it yet what changes do you want Wow, (laughs) and so I had to put it in the book that I had to start a safe house. And I was like, because the reason why I didn't want to put it in there, I knew nothing about it. I didn't have a business plan. I had no idea how to go about doing this. And then that's when um, when she said, well, you could do it. I said, God, whoever picked up that book, they're going to know that I did it. And if I didn't hear you right, they're going to think I'm nuts. <laughs> so. I don't want to put it in here.
1: (laughs) That that's a moment of faith, right there. That's a moment of testing. You know, faith, faith, belief without knowing, moving, jumping without knowing where you're going to land.
0: Oh my god! Yeah. And how many people have a Noah moment, right? When you you think about Noah, he was you know a drunk. He was drinking, but he was told to build uh, the first cruise liner, right? (laughs) And so in a desert where they never saw water. And so, you know, here's Noah building this, this boat, this ark. And people are like, yeah, yeah, sure, it's going to rain, sure, it's going to rain. And, you know, then, you know, fast forward, here comes the rain and the storm, and now everybody wants to be Noah's friends.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, that's so exactly. True. That's the, that's always the way it works.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah See, we all have a Noah moment, I tell you. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. especially when
1: you're praying to him, Father God, give me that direction, give me that wow. purpose, show me my way, show me yeah. what I'm supposed to be
3: doing. Yes. That can be really, really yes. scary.
0: Yes sometimes I think God has us walk out on a limb like that just to see how much we would really trust him. Yes. How crazy are we willing to look and knowing that when we do this, that we're stepping out in faith, Mm -hmm. but that God's going to catch us because when we do it and we say that it's God that told us that's his name on the line. And then he's not going to make us look foolish. (laughs) We're saying God said this, there's no way in the world. So it was like, okay, here I go. I'm jumping in, and
1: here I am. <laughs> wow. See I, see, I love that. But uh, yeah. you know, you're right. You, sometimes he, he is going to see how faithful we are. There, there is a yes. test in that. Are you willing? Yes. Are you willing to heed well, my words? he's
2: never going to give us something that he knows we can't do or get through. Yes. So you right. just have right. to trust. You have to have that faith and mm-hmm. hope. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, so, so for example, J-
1: Jen, she never ever was deathly afraid of being on the radio. Never ever thought she would ever I be still, on the radio.
2: I still <laughs> am deathly afraid. When you told me you did that keynote speak, you did that in Ghana, I was like, no, nope, yes. not me. J- Jen I got, got flooded with anxiety. <laughs> she got flooded yeah. with anxiety, probably started sweating a bit. It's funny because I'm actually... Aww. A very shy person, unless you get to know me. So I'm actually more of the quiet oh. one. But yeah, being on the okay. radio, Sean's like, uh, "We're doing this radio show," and I'm like, "No." <laughs> she
1: she called she nicknamed herself <laughs> she she called herself the professional listener with a voice.
2: That's what I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one, (laughs) one, because everyone's story is so fascinating. So, literally, I'm just sitting here like in awe, listening to what everyone has to say. But then there's sometimes I want to talk and sometimes I don't want to talk. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so I'm the professional (laughs) listener. But I I, honestly, I knew when we first started talking to you, I probably could talk to you all day long. So, yeah, so.
0: I promise you, I was just thinking in my spirit, I found a new best friend. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I was feeling that. I promise you.
2: I was feeling Uh that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. See, I love that.
0: (laughs)
1: See what happens when you listen to God when he calls you to something, right? I'm
2: coming to Ohio. (laughs) I have not been to Ohio. Yes. And (laughs) Sean and I run. Really? Sean and I run, and my goal is to run in every single state. So I have to check off Ohio sometime soon. we haven't
1: haven't run a 5k or 10k jen and i are on a 1560 something day set i don't even know what day is right now run streak run streak so we've run walked or jogged at least a mile a day every day for four and a half years
2: yeah yeah so we gotta we gotta run to ohio now yes we do (laughs) What? I
0: love it. Oh, That's man. an
2: incredible streak. Thank yeah, you. you're welcome
0: anytime. I would love to have you.
1: So <laughs> so God called yeah. you to this mission. so you you have this prayer, yes. He calls you to this mission and yes. he says, you're gonna help people that have been the victims of human trafficking, and mm-hmm. you had no mm-hmm. connection to that. You had no backstory with that, no history nice. with that. So like, how <laughs> did you? move forward with what he put on your spirit how did you take action on that that had to have been scary it had to feel like unnerving it had to feel you probably had some anxiety so Mm -hmm. how'd you how'd you move forward with that calling
0: absolutely so um first because um i'm an administrator so before I even got into it, and like you said, I, I knew nothing about human trafficking, never was a victim, didn't know victims, didn't hear stories about it or anything. And, you know, sometimes it wasn't as, to me, it wasn't as prevalent on the news or anything like that. And if it was, I didn't pay attention to it because I had no connection to it. Right. And so... um, when I, heard, when I knew it was going to be a business, I started researching the business. How do you build a business? So I built the foundation before I actually went out and started making it an actual business, if you will. So, uh, because like with anything, you know, with God, the roots run deep. So your foundation can go wide and your structure can go high. I know every time I say that I sound political, <laughs> it's like I'm running, like I'm running for office or something, but I vote you for you. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> and so that's, to me, that's my motto, right? Mm-hmm. So let the roots grow go deep. So it's like, okay, do I do a, a, a non profit Do I do an LLC? I had no idea. So um, what do I do? I head to the library because I'm like, God, what do I do? And every day, I promise, just like you've been running every day for the last four and a half years, every day I was in God's face. Because I had no idea. And it's like, God, what do I do? I would, I would get the unction either to go to a library or go to this meeting or go to that meeting. So I started at a library. And that's when I found out, you know, where do you, uh, they just give these uh, orientations and, uh, and tell you how, what's the best way to do a, a business. And so when I knew it was a nonprofit, then I started going to uh, trainings for that. So that's where it led up to how to structure the business. So everything I journaled, I'm on my fourth journal now (laughs) with just the three levels of greatness. Because I had to document all of this because people would have thought I was nuts. So then I happened to be um, part of a, a women's network. Um, and so when I got involved with that, you know, we're just sitting around having wine. Cause that was one, that was one of my draws. <laughs> I was like, Okay, we're going to have wine at yes. these things. And I was like, okay. So, um, you know, some people, they, they did and some people didn't, but it was still a, a way for professional women. So women who own businesses to come together and how can we help one another? And so I went there, you know, just talking about the photography part, but little by little, God kept opening my mouth to talk about the three levels of greatness, even though there wasn't anything there yet. And so one thing led to another. And then there was a woman there who said, oh, you got to come to this meeting with me, Divine Connections, right? So you have to come to this meeting. And uh, you when you have to introduce yourself, then, you know, you have to say what company you represent. And so then that's how it started getting out there. So then I happened to be at one meeting. Where there was a guy in in the audience and he said to me, he came up to me after and he said, do you know so-and-so, you have to meet so-and-so because he's really big on human trafficking, you know, fighting human trafficking. I said, I don't know anybody or anything about this. I said, sure, I'll go meet him. And so from there, he said, he gave me an assignment. You go talk to three of these organizations and when you're done, he said, come back and see me and then we'll see where we go from there. So I, as determined as I am, I go and I meet with these three organizations and establish a relationship. And so it's other organizations within Ohio who are fighting uh, human trafficking. It could be on any level. It could be somebody who's just volunteering. It could be anybody who's trying to start a, a program. Um, but so that, And then go fast forward two years later, I forgot he told me to come back and see him. Well, he finds me on Facebook and he forgot we even met. He didn't, he didn't even remember me. And so then he was like, hey, you know, I do, I, I, I support because he has a coffee house and his finances, his, his resources go into organizations. And he only had three organizations that he would funnel that money into. And so he really he's selective about who is actually fighting this cause in Ohio. And so he saw me on Facebook and he was like, I want to know more about your organization. So when we got on uh, Zoom and I told him, I was like, we met. And I gave him the date because I journal everything. So I gave, I went back and I found the date when we met. <laughs> <laughs> and I told him, I told him where we met, when we met, and, the, and the, on the date that we met. And he was like, ah, and then it started coming back to him. Oh, and I love know, that. And, and, so, and so, so for three years, I had been building the foundation You know, getting the board members together, uh, doing all of what a business should do so that it doesn't come crumbling down. And I know hindsight, God has allowed me to do it that way, because when you think about our mission and our, our cause, right, we don't want to, we didn't want to have survivors come and stay with us and then the business fall apart. Because then where do they go? Then they're back out on the street. And so we didn't want to do that. And I had to, you know, uh, God pulled the reins on me and he said, hold on, this is how you do it. I know you're excited about helping people, but let me show you how I want you to establish this. And so I had to slow down and do it God's way. And it, it took three years to build it. And so, you know, pretty soon we'll be able to open up our first house. Um, but in the meantime, we've established relationships. We we've been training. We've been meeting survivors. Oh my gosh, it's an eye opener to see you know just to hear um, people's stories and, and what let's, they go. Let's through, talk so.
1: about that. Like, you know, so because I I think that bringing okay. awareness to the problem, I think is is one of the biggest you know, forward progress movements that you can, you can have to solving the problems. Mm Because if people aren't aware that there's a problem, then it's very difficult to solve it. And so let's, let's talk about that just for a second, because I think, you know, some of the statistics I read on your site about Ohio being, you know, basically a hotbed for human trafficking. So let's, let's talk about the problem and let's talk about maybe some examples or some stories that you've heard of the problem.
0: Mm hmm. Sure. Um, and you're correct. Um, so Ohio is fourth in the nation for human trafficking. And I, just so that um, we're clear, when, um, when the stats like that go out, when they say that, you know, uh, California is like first in the nation, because it's Florida, Texas, California, then Ohio, right? And so Ohio, the reason why these states are so high is not necessarily that, it's because they have it documented that that's how many people have been trafficked, but it's how many people call in that hotline. So the more numbers that are, the more calls that they receive for the um, human trafficking hotline is what makes a state, you know, a hotbed for traffic, trafficking. Now there may be states that actually match that number because they have that many, um, you know, convictions, of people that have been trafficked as well. So Ohio happens to fit both. So it's because there are that many numbers, but also because there are that many um, convictions of human trafficking. So, so let's, in let's, Ohio, let's,
1: let's define yes. what, what exactly is human trafficking? What, what is that defined as?
0: Okay. So human trafficking, uh, now it, it's there's uh, two types of human trafficking. One is labor trafficking and the other is sex trafficking. So labor trafficking is anyone who is working either for no wages at all or under the uh, state minimum wage. So if I'm paying someone to work on my egg farm and my chicken farm, and I'm using examples from Ohio because Ohio is known for farm, for farmland, so, you know, I have a hundred people on my land, but I'm not paying them anything, nor am I giving them a place to stay. That's labor trafficking. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, sex trafficking is when somebody is forced against their will, uh, to have, to engage in sex. And so that's where, the, you know, they were finding uh, people that are being prostituted, people that. And see, there is this myth that people are being snatched off the street corners or, you know, there's this white van going around in the neighborhood, <laughs> snatching up kids or, you know, and, and snatching them from the malls or the stores. Now, typically, when you hear stories like that, it, it's somebody who is within a family and is not being uh, they're not being sex traffic or human traffic, they're just being kidnapped, right? Because it's a spouse who just he, he was kicked out of the house but he wants to have his kid. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're kind of mixing the two up. So one is kidnapping, but he's not gonna use he or she is not going to use their child for that. They're just snatching them out of the house because they're no longer welcome in the house. But then you really do have the the ones who are being human trafficked and uh, sometimes you will know that uh, there are stories where there are parents that are actually pimping out their own children. Mm-hmm. So and when I say pimping out, that's where they're being trafficked because there may be some parents who are strung out on drugs. They're dependent on drugs. They're dependent on alcohol. And so where do I get this money from? And so all they know is to send their kids out, that, you know, down the street, and they're they're performing sex acts, and they come home with the money and give it to mom or dad.
1: That's just uh, I, that's just heartbreaking. I mean, I know I know that happens, it and is. I know it's out there. Yes. I know it's it's prevalent, mm-hmm. but it's just to actually mm-hmm. sit there and think about it as parents ourselves to actually sit there and think about it is, yes. is just um, very very unnerving, obviously. And so I and would I, I would imagine so yes. when you're talking about a house. And, and providing mm-hmm. a safe place for people to be. I would imagine that most of that is, is in the category of being sex trafficked, you know, coming out of a situation mm-hmm. where somebody's in that, in that kind of a situation. I would, I would imagine the, the lesser, um, Uh, people that would need that would be the labor trafficked side of it i mean i mean
2: well how do those people how how come they have to stay like why can't they just leave
1: jen jen's a fighter she she don't understand she's like (laughs) why why don't they just rise up (laughs) why why don't they just leave like why don't they why don't they just
0: (laughs) but but and that's and that's the same question i had Jen. i I promise you because i was like you know why don't you just run away and so the more we got involved in this the more we saw and that's all part of the grooming So a lot of the traffickers, what they do is they groom the people before they actually get them to work for them. So they establish a relationship with them, and that's how they they build up a trust factor. So a lot of them, um, uh, a lot of the traffickers, will they will, I hate saying shopping around, but what they do is they kind of watch uh, certain people. So they'll go into a neighborhood. So, for instance, um, the neighborhood where I live in, in New Albany, mm-hmm. not everybody can, not everybody makes a six-figure uh, salary. Mm-hmm. So the families who live on the outskirt of that town, they go into the same school, right? And so the traffickers sometimes will have uh, someone that's working for them. It could be another school-aged child. And so they have them inside actually looking for somebody that a potential victim for them and so what they would do is they oh don't you want sneakers like that and they'll buy them gifts right and so then they start getting them so that they feel like they then they belong in that same crowd even though their parents can't afford it now i have and i call him a jimmy Mm -hmm. now i have jimmy who's willing to buy me these sneakers so now he's buying sneakers and now he's buying me these nice clothes and, and and this latest purse now I owe Jimmy. So because Jimmy got these gifts for me, now I owe him. If I don't do what Jimmy wants me to do, then Jimmy's going to cut me off and I won't have these anymore. And so now, Jimmy, what do, what do I need to do? Because now Jimmy has groomed them, you know, into thinking. And so it's, a, it's a, uh, controlling the mind. And so now it's like, okay, now I want you to go and have sex with so-and-so. And then that way I'll give you, you know, I'll either give you the money or I'll give you these gifts. Yeah. And it, so it, it reminds me of I it, watched
1: I watched that documentary on uh, on Epstein, and it reminded me. It reminds me of yes! that, like the like he would he yes. would he would get these young girls, you know, and then uh, the girls yes. would recruit other girls. Hey, you want to make some quick money? All you got to yes. do is give this guy a massage, yes. and you're gonna get like three hundred bucks yes. out of it. And yes. and it's and it's all yes. about kind of you know, it's it's like that analogy yes. of the frog being in the pot, yeah. and the water starts to warm. It's it's it starts as baby steps uh-huh. initially. And then all of a sudden, fast forward a year and and somebody's, you know, deep in the thick of of the problem, you Mm. know, which is human trafficking. And so, yeah, Yeah. I I could see how that happens. Like they become it's almost like some Mm -hmm. of the people become mini recruiters to others, you know, because they're safer. They're they're less threatening. It's like, oh, you got to meet my friend, Jimmy. Jimmy Jimmy will take care of you. you." And then all of a sudden it's it's that slippery
3: slope.
0: That's right. Right. And a lot of times, too, they're at a party. You know, and so then at a party, they're either lacing the drink or, sure. you know, they're uh, lacing uh, the, the joint. And okay. so now they're addicted to this drug. So now what do I do? Okay. I go back to the same person who got that drug for me in the first place. And so now, I, you know, now Jimmy owns me because I'm a drug addict. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why they feel like they belong to them. And so it's a mental thing, Jen. That's yeah. why a lot of people don't go away. And why they don't run away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now for the labor trafficking piece, the reason why they don't leave it, uh, nine times out of ten is because they're undocumented. Oh, citizens yeah, and okay. so now they're holding that over them. I, you know, I'll turn you them. in yes, if yes. you know. See, Jen, exactly. jen's Jen's
1: thinking that you know whole Dolly Parton song, take this job and shove it. She's thinking like, why don't they just <laughs> yeah. walk off and go get a new job? Yeah, like, like you <laughs> haven't paid me in I, months. I,
0: I'm I was the same here. way. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I was the same way. But see, a lot of those jobs too. I don't know if they do it in California. And I noticed they stopped doing it here in Ohio, but it would be a sign on the side of the road that said, you know, for a thousand dollars a week, call this number. Yeah. And so sometimes that would be how they got people into labor trafficking too. Oh
2: my God! Because they
0: they called that number, mm. and then that number wasn't for a McDonald's. McDonald's doesn't have to advertise on the side <laughs> of the street. <laughs> you know. Let's oh.
1: let's do this, so, Ricky. Let's let's put some humanity to yeah. it. Let's you know, can you share? a story, like a personal story you've witnessed, or a story of of somebody having gone through a situation like this, and uh, that way we can kind of all frame it a little better?
0: Yes, absolutely. So we have befriended an actual survivor, and she was our keynote speaker at our uh, fundraiser last year. And so now she's going to be one of our board members as well. So if we're saying that we're fighting this cause, but we don't have representation within our organization. Then, you know, who who are we really doing this for? And so now uh, we got to know her a whole lot better. So she was telling me how she got involved in it. And so she was saying that she was at a party. She went to a party with her friend and, you know, there was some things happening at home. And so she wasn't getting along with her stepfather. She went to a party with a friend. And so she trusted this friend. And so her friend, when they were getting ready to leave the party, the guy walks into the house and, you know, so he's talking to them and the friend said, hey, let's just go with them. So they got in his car. So when they were in the car, the guy goes to the back of the car. uh, He pops the trunk and he pulls out marijuana. So he gives it to them. And so, you know, she had never had it before, but she's with her girlfriend and she trusts this friend. And so, you know, then they're smoking and then she has to go home. Well, because she's been arguing with her stepfather, her stepfather notices now she's high. So you're doing drugs, you're doing this, you're not welcome in this house anymore. And so her her mother being married to him, she takes the side of the stepfather and not her daughter. Mm -hmm. So now her daughter becomes a runaway. And so, you know, she she's walking up and down the street, that same guy who was at the party because he had been watching her all this time. Uh, now he sees her walking instead of going to school where she should have been in school. Why are you just walking up and down the street? So he said, hey, I have a place for you. So he takes her to the place and 15 years later, then she escapes from that day in high school. She got, because she was strung out on that drug that he laced that marijuana with, she was dependent on him. And to hear her story, oh my gosh, how she got, uh, she was just beat almost every day. Um, You know, it was a couple of times where she lost track of how many men she had to sleep with in one day. Not just, you know, in, in a week or a year or anything, but in one day. And so she was constantly raped. But if you see her today, um, I would have never known that she was a victim, let alone a survivor. And so the, re- the way that she got out of it, she, you know, she was 26 because I was like you, Jen. I was like, wait a minute. I can understand if a kid, because a kid can't drive, you know, how do you yeah. escape? But you're an adult, you know, yeah. <laughs> at what point can you not leave? But that's when she was telling me, because her body was always fiending for the drugs. She didn't know where else to get it. And so she was dependent on him for that drug. And so then it was just one day where she said that um, when she went to um, escape, he chased after her. But he had on a steel toe uh, boot and he kicked her in the head about uh, 26 times. She said her head was so swollen that he had no choice but to take her to the hospital. And that's where she was able to escape.
3: Oh, and, wow. but she
0: was almost, she was near death. Yeah, she right. was near death, you know, and so sometimes, you know, we have to, your bottom has to see a bottom yeah. before you can even get out, yeah. you know, so I there's see. a bottom to your bottom and that's, oh my gosh. Yeah. But if you were to see her now, oh my goodness, uh-huh. And she's just, she's just a fighter. She's an advocate for this. You know, she has a house that she has opened for women. So for us, our, our program is for men and women over the age of 18, because a lot of people focus on the children, which is rightfully so. Um, and so but when you turn 18 and you're not ready to leave the program, then where do you go? You know, if there's no place to go, then you're right back out where you started. And so that's where, and I know that's why God had me to start for uh, the adults. Because at first I was like, adults, adults aren't going to want to come here. You know, they, yeah. they have the minds, they have choices. But then that's when I was doing the work and I was like, oh my gosh, they really don't. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them that we talked to, they said if there was an organization like Three Levels of Greatness, when I was sixteen, or you know, when I was when I was coming out of high school, I would not be where I am today. But there was no organization like that. There, there, there was nothing out there to help them. So that's where they turned to prostitution.
1: The organization that you have started is called Three Levels of Greatness, and uh, your I love your mission. Your mission statement. It just it. Our mission is to empower human trafficking survivors to dream. Again, yes. safe housing, career and life yes. skill training, mm. long-term resources and support. And, um, and you have a quote yep. by Harriet Tubman that I think I want to I share. Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember, you mm-hmm. have within you the strength the patience and the passion to reach for the stars, to change the world. That was Harriet Tubman's quote. mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so you guys, you talk about three levels of greatness. So let's talk about those three levels Mm -hmm. because you talk about safe, having training hub and destiny awaits. So talk about how you guys take somebody through, you know, coming out of that situation. I, I would say just the the Mm -hmm. basics of survival, you know, like I, I just want to survive Mm -hmm. it to then, you know, independent thriving.
0: Right, and, and and again, because I'm doing this God's way. So we have not officially opened our first house yet, but we will. Um, we are very close, but we're doing it God's way, and and so we had to build it. But on, so he's the on best paper, business. What would you say? <laughs>
1: he's the best business partner you could ever have. The
0: best business partner. That's right. And so we had to do it. You know, we we had to make sure this structure was strong. Especially with the people that you know, the 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 ones that we are doing this for. But hey, we we, we build houses, little...
1: so we understand how important the <laughs> yes. foundation oh, is to the strength yeah, of the house.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you, right. you got to have that solid foundation right. if you're going to build upon it. That's right. That's right. So, the, and the only thing is that stopping us from opening, which a, a lot of businesses face, are the finances. Mm-hmm. And so, what we did is we're looking to actually. Um, uh, purchase a house now because at first we were going to lease them um, but now we want to purchase a fixer upper mm-hmm. and so then that way you know we can make it the way we want to and then it's not as expensive yeah. if we were trying to find a $300,000 house if we could find you know we get and in certain areas where we have to open mm-hmm. again you know being led by God he was like I want them in these areas and so um, so we have the areas where we want to Um, open these houses so the three levels so it's the number three because a lot of people they spell out the number three but it's the number three and so what he um the way that it was given to me is that that first level so we bring them in there uh the survivors are referred to us so whether it's um through the court system because someone was picked up for prostitution um, or, or if it's from the FBI. So we're not going out on the streets, trying to find people. That's not what we're doing. So the hotline, they will have our, they have us as an organization. So they will call and say, Hey, do you have a room open? Do you have space for someone? So, um, so then they come into that first level while they're at that first level, Um, We we assess them. So they go through the assessment process and a testing to see where they are um, educationally and then where they are mentally. And then that way we can see what other help, if any help, that they need. So what other resources that they need. So our program is from anywhere from three months to two years. Mm -hmm. So uh, depending on how much help that they need and how much training that they need. So while they're at that first level in a safe house, then that's when uh, the second level is the training hub. So that's where we teach them life skills. We teach them, um, you know, get them uh, job readiness. Um, If they need a GED, that's what the second level is. Um, And that's our rope for life piece. So it's a training center. Um, We teach them the Microsoft Office Suite and, um, and things like that while they're in the program. So then the third level would be that once they finish their training and they graduate, um, you know, they, they complete the course, then that's where we take them to the third level. The third level is independent living. So that's where we get them, um, they, they get a job. And after they um, have been on their job and completed the probationary period, then that's when we help them to secure a house. Uh, whether it's a house, whether it's an apartment, uh, something that's affordable uh, so that they don't end up back in the streets or back in our program. And so um, with that, we we partnered with Habitat for Humanity because Habitat for Humanity actually goes according to your income. So we're not trying to get somebody a $400,000 house that they can't afford, but we get them something that's within their budget based on the jobs that we were, uh, able to help them secure.
3: So you know what, that's how
0: that program is set
1: up. Yes. I, I just, I just can't help. I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm just marveling. I'm marveling at your faith. I'm marveling at God's goodness because here you were mm-hmm. a travel photographer Having no connection mm-hmm. whatsoever to this mission of human mm-hmm. trafficking and to hear you mm-hmm. roll off the statistics and roll off the training and mm-hmm. the and the plan and here's what we're going to do, partnering with God on the whole way, you know, divine connections, people mm-hmm. coming alongside you. I just I, I you know I marvel at his goodness and and I just yes. am so encouraged yeah. and hope filled oh. at what you're doing at the prompting of God oh. because you 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 had the courage to pray a prayer that is scary. Father God, what's my purpose? (laughs) What am I here for? Like, what am I trying to do? Like, because let me bring it full circle because I think that there's somebody probably listening going through this whole great pause, you know, this whole pandemic Mm -hmm. and maybe the trajectory that they were on now they're they're realizing it has changed or it's eliminated or it's not Mm -hmm. an option anymore. And now maybe they're lamenting that and sitting here going like, what am I supposed to be doing? And I just think about somebody like you, that has has mm-hmm. has just jumped in mm-hmm. to solving a problem mm-hmm. that you knew literally nothing about when yes. it was put on your spirit and then to come 3 mm-hmm. years later working on it come full circle to be this close yes. to actually opening up the house but yet to hear yeah. you talk about the passion to talk about the people the resources the structure that you've put in place you know mm-hmm. all of that i just it's mm-hmm. just awesome mm-hmm. it's 100% yeah. <laughs> God's awesomeness and yes. it's one hundred percent Ricky's awesomeness. <laughs> I just right. I marvel at it.
3: It's very very. Aww. It's cool
1: and and it's inspiring yeah. and I oh, and I hope somebody that's God. listening that yes. that is reflecting on their life and and maybe what their purpose is. Maybe they don't yes. feel like they're fulfilling their purpose. You know, pray like that. Yes, Ask that prayer. Right. God, show me. Show yes. me the way. Yes. Show me that's what I'm right. supposed to be doing. And, and it's lion. okay, That's yeah. Right. It's okay if it's scary, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, it's always scary. Because yeah. he doesn't call you to do small <laughs> things, right? Like you're called. Right. You're called to be That's a lamp, right. a light. You're called to do big things.
2: That's yes, right. yes. That's right. Jen, That's how do right. you feel I, yeah. listening to her?
1: How do you feel? I'm
2: just so inspired. Sean and I actually had this dream because we do uh, flip homes, and one of our dreams okay. and plans was to build a safe house in our Sacramento area. Um, wow. so th- it's funny that you even mentioned that, but yeah, we wanted to flip a house and then have a place for, you know, the human trafficking mm. in Sacramento. So it's just wow. crazy that you're mentioning that, but that is one of our dreams wow. is to just totally do that for our community. But, um, how and, can- and you, and you should, because yeah. everybody, I mean, not
0: one person can do all of this. No. It's too big of a problem. Yeah. It's too
2: big of a problem. It's huge. Mm. It's huge. And I took yes. so many notes because you're going to be the first person I call when Aww. we do this because you've done the homework. <laughs> I don't like school okay. and I don't like homework. So <laughs> I'm not going to reinvent okay. the wheel. I'm just going to call Ricky. That's right. <laughs> not, not, this, not that this is an
1: indication of her character, but, you know, Jen did used to recycle some of my <laughs> reports back in school, you know, like, so I got good grades yes. and, you know, she was a couple years behind me. so am like, she... hey,
2: give me your uh, senior Aww. report. I'm just going to turn it in they'll never know that's so funny <laughs> i don't have I time it. for that <laughs> just give that's it to right. me yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> right yeah
0: exactly yeah as long as my thing is as long as we give god
2: glory i'm i'm good with it and that's what I'm that's what it. we're all about that so yes yes please yes absolutely to yeah, god all absolutely. the glory so how can we support
0: you how can the listeners support you our slogan is uh, "Join the fight." Mm-hmm. Right, make yourself known ab- about human trafficking. Go yes. to three levels of greatness. The, the number three, three levels of greatness. dot com. Okay. If people want to donate, if mm-hmm. people just want to support, how do I get involved? You know, because we're starting in Ohio, and then we're looking to open in Massachusetts, wow. Wisconsin, Texas, and Arizona. So we'll take uh, over. You we'll, know, we'll do oh, California for you. well there you go there you go so yeah um i would say just so those three levels of greatness see how they can get involved you know like with anything um donations are always welcome we have Mm -hmm. a full-fledged finance team you know where people are just putting you know knowing where the money is going so we're working off our action plan when this you know money comes in what do we do with this and we've had a wonderful wonderful I have to tell you, I have to share this with you. Mm -hmm. So the other ironic thing is I do not have a college degree. I don't have, I didn't, I wanted to, I wanted to go to college, but God had always told me, I'm not going to have you go because what I'm going to do in your life, I do not want a school to take the credit for what I'm going to do. Ooh, I love he that. said, "I am going to be that glorified. That
3: is good. That, that is, awesome. is good. He said,
0: I am going to be glorified." And so I was like, "Okay." And I, I applied to other schools. I still did. I went against what he said, and I applied. But I, I just he, said, he closed that door. Yeah. Do you know? God has surrounded me, and our, that our board member, everybody except Ricky Weber, that's involved in three levels of greatness. Either they have one degree or multiple degrees. And wow. so God has surrounded me with some very educated people and people that, 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 that need to do the work, like our CFO and, um, you know, we, we have attorneys. We have so many people that have given up their time. Um, and their talent for this cause and that's why I just thank God for the divine connections and and what he's doing for us yeah. and it's all God that's all, it is all God. all I can keep saying it's just all God yeah we have a really really so, good friend seriously. that
1: prays over us and encourages us and she's just been mm-hmm. a lamp of hope and light for us. And she said mm-hmm. something similar. Mm-hmm. She she said, I firmly believe that God's glory mm-hmm. is going to be on mm-hmm. display through what you two are doing, meaning yeah. Jen and I and the Hope yeah. Radio podcast and oh, some of the stuff that we've goodness, got going on. So yes. you talk about God's glory. Yes. You talk about his goodness. You talk about, you know, just moving in yes. faith, just deciding to jump and not knowing where you're going to land. I mean, that that's what faith is. Yes. Moving without Absolutely. certainty, you know, belief without knowing. Absolutely. It's like you, you got to take that first mm-hmm. step. And I just I, I marvel yeah. at, uh, you know, talking with somebody like you, because the, the reality of it is, is that you weren't groomed this way. You didn't have the education for this. You didn't no. have the background for this. But all of a sudden mm-hmm. you felt led. You listened to that still yeah. small yeah. voice in your spirit, that prompting that said, yeah. Child, I want you to build a safe house. You're like, what? Who, me? Like, our, uh, Wait, let me, let, me, let me make sure I'm not still sleeping. Okay, hold on now. Hold on. What are you calling me to do? You know, but like here, exactly. he, he's been faithful. He, he, he's been consistent. Yes. You can count on him and, and you've partnered with God yes. to move forward. And I, I think that you are a testament to the living embodiment of faith. Mm-hmm. So
0: uh-huh. kudos to yeah. you. Oh, yes. well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Do you mind if I read something from my, it's a small paragraph from from the book that I wrote. Yes. No, I think it will, it will connect with um, your audience because we're talking about hope. And so um, what I wrote in here, it says sleeping in cars, staying in houses that weren't ours, my daughter and I uh, losing my possessions, and having no transportation that was very humbling a uh, humbling experience for me. Never thought that the story would ever unfold the way that it has. Where my faith has led me to my current situation was a great cause to give up. However, no one will ever accuse me of being a quitter.
3: Aww. <laughs> I a, love that. No one
0: will ever accuse me. No because they will not. When I started The one thing that I can relate to some of the people coming through the program, you know, I lost everything. I was homeless. My daughter, when she um, went to Syracuse, you know, the day I took her up there, I didn't have enough money to take her or for us to sleep in a hotel. So, you know, I had her in a car, a borrowed Mm -hmm. car. And I, I told her, I said, well, let me run inside and see if they have a room for us because I only had enough money for one night, yeah. not two nights. She had to go up there early. And so I said, and I came back out. I mean, I was in the lobby crying. I never even went to ask for a room. Oh. And so I came back out, you know, having to wash my face off and everything. And, and then I tell her, I come back. I was like, oh, they're all, they're all filled. We're going to have to sleep in the car tonight. Oh. Her day before she gets taken to sleep, school and so we end up going to mcdonald's the next morning to wash up and freshen up and i'm just crying and crying but then she was so excited to be in school and i i tell you kudos to god because not only did he allow her to get one college degree she mm-hmm. has two so he always says like Job, i will give you double yes yes, <laughs> I will yes. Give you double <laughs> you know great. and so ha- being being homeless you know so And my thing is, God, if that's how I have to relate to these women, thank you that I was never trafficked. I'd rather go through what I went through and knowing, but I'm not the one that was trafficked. So if that's how that's the experience you want to give me so that I can relate to them. I'll take it any day, but like I said, no one will ever call me a quitter. I promise
1: you that. <laughs> I we would never no. utter such words. No way. You have been absolutely awesome. <laughs> thank you so much, Ricky. Oh, thank
0: you. You have been thank just a you. light
1: of. Uh, Brightness and hope and fun, yeah. and I, you know I just applaud what you 're doing and, and you 're you're partnering with God, moving in faith and changing people 's lives and, and I think that there 's nothing more hope filling than hearing the story of somebody awesome. not knowing how to do something yeah. but yet feeling led to do it anyway, and having the courage to to mm-hmm. follow that prompting and to, and to see it through, even even though you don't know exactly where it's going to lead, obviously. And so uh, just thank you. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for your story. Thank Thank you for your vulnerability. It's been awesome.
0: Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the time and the
2: opportunity.
1: All right, Jim, what'd you think about Ricky's story?
2: I thought it was actually really amazing. I mean, first of all, she's a vacation photographer. Dream job. Yeah. Like the ultimate dream job besides the vacation food tester
1: because yes. that
2: would be my dream job.
1: That would not be my dream job, but I understand why it's yours.
2: Yeah, but um, for her to actually listen to the call of God, you know, yeah. like.
1: When it's scary.
2: Yes. Like, when it's
1: leading in a direction that's when intimidating. You,
2: when you don't even know anything about it about it you know like I was thinking when she was telling that story I was like nope not me you clearly aren't talking to me Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh wrong person you know here's
1: here's what's funny about that because I wonder about you because you you are one of the most defiant people I've ever met like (laughs) the best way for you to to, to get you to do something that you is the opposite of what you want is to tell you, you have to do it. Like you just yes. don't, you're just not that way. So I, I wonder what if you had one of those God promptings and it was not at all something that you felt comfortable doing.
2: I would be like, God, if that's really what you want me to do right now, pick me up out of, out of this chair. Like, I would have to do something so visual that I would know that, yep, that was him talking to me.
1: So much of a confirmation that, it's, yes. that there's no chance for misinterpretation. I'd be like,
2: write my name on this piece of paper right now. <laughs> I want to know that this is for Jen. <laughs> like, that's just, you know, like, seeing is believing. Yeah. You know? But having faith is believing without seeing.
1: Whoa. So, Look at you roll that out.
2: I am more the seeing is believing. But I do have a lot of faith, but yeah. I just, I want to see it set in stone. Yeah. So if it was something that I was like, oh, cool, that's going to be awesome. I, yeah, sign me up for that, God. like Yeah, if you're, you for- com-
1: if you're comfortable with it, if it's if it's yeah. within your wheelhouse. Yes. If all of a sudden yes. he called you to go, okay, I want you to organize a race for XYZ. You're like, okay, Honest. I can do that.
2: I've, I'll have it done in an hour. I want you
1: to scrapbook this.
2: Yep. I've got that.
1: Well, you had a little bit of this because I drug you and kicking and stringing into—I can't even say that right. I drug you <laughs> kicking and screaming into this venture, right? Because yeah. this is not something that you really saw yourself doing. Yeah,
2: this isn't really my thing. I'm talking not, on the radio. Yeah, I mean, this is your thing, which is great. It's but our I, thing. It's our thing, and I think I'm evolving into it.
1: Yes, like it's God's thing.
2: It's God's thing. Yeah, God's work. We're doing God's work.
1: And I, and I felt like in her story. I felt edified in what we're doing because mm-hmm. I feel like we're both on the same Ricky and us we're on the same yes. path we're just doing it differently Don't we're you trying just to love her yes we're we're coming alongside people and trying to help people just like she is. Yeah. she's doing it one way, we're doing it another,
2: yeah, I think a a good point to say is that God speaks to each and every one of us, yes, and I mean every one of us so yes you if you're saying right now he doesn't speak to me he does speak to you and it's like you have to figure out how he's speaking to you like whether it's in a song or you know like you're listening to some kind of podcast or whatever like he really is speaking to all of us
1: i think the best way to describe it because i i didn't know this and Mm -hmm. i and i've learned this is it's it's that whisper in your spirit it's that it's that that idea that enters your head that you can't let go of it's that well i think i think it's 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 deeper than that. Yeah. I think, you know, gut is, is uh, great for decision-making, but what I'm talking about is, is something that's prompted out of nowhere yeah. sometimes, something that you didn't expect, something that you just feel, something that you sense or mm-hmm. you read something and then all of a sudden it reinforces something else that yes. you've been feeling or oh, thinking or yes. Whatever. I mean those are those are what Like
2: that's not coincidence. Yeah. That's God.
1: Those are God whispers. Mm -hmm. Those are God promptings. And sometimes like sometimes he'll pick up a two by four and hit you upside the head with it.
2: Yeah, that's scary. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe that's what I need sometimes. Yeah. Like that's what I'm asking for. Not a real two by four, but yeah, like exactly that. Like I wanna know for sure that I'm doing the right thing.
1: Yeah. But I I just I I love the story of it, like it's a complete leap of faith yes it is. she had so when you listen to the story uh-huh. she had to jump first yes she had to put it in her book before yeah. she'd even laid any yes. foundation for it she had she then had to talk about it in group meetings with people before there was even a house like she's laid three years worth of foundation mm-hmm. for what she's been called yeah. to do before she's even actually physically doing it yet
2: yes she's that a, is faith she's great she's a great student there she listened well
1: yeah. So, if people want to hear uh, more of our podcast, well, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little something different. Okay. Okay. I loved this episode. I really felt. This was a great episode to share because I think right now people are in a situation where maybe they're doing some self-reflecting. Maybe there's a pivot opportunity. Maybe there's a change. Maybe this is the inflection point where somebody's life needs to head 90 degrees a different way. So if you're listening, share this podcast. If you know of somebody going through some sort of transition, if you know of somebody doing some self-reflecting or trying to find their purpose, share this episode, Okay, just take it and share it. Send it to somebody via text, send it via email, and share it to somebody you know, and yeah. let's uh, spread the Hope train that let's way. Let's do
2: that. Yeah, because
1: anywhere you find podcasts, you can find the Hope Radio podcast. Correct. But you can't always, sh- we need people to hear a message like this. Sharing because it's a is mes- caring. Yeah, it's a message of faith. Yeah. And hope love we
2: all need that
1: and calling and purpose
2: the world would be a better place if we shared the hope radio podcast
1: i think so okay i think it'd be a better place too if we continue to do it
2: okay tomorrow
1: yeah i think we should do another episode all righty then in in fact i think i'm going to schedule another episode you
2: okay with that (laughs) i'm okay with that
1: all right here we go here's a preview of our next hope radio podcast episode number 73 the worst thing that you could ever imagine as a parent is, is having something happen to one of your children. So maybe you can just kind of frame for us what, what happened in 2018 and, and walk us through some of your story.
4: It is certainly true. I think every person on the planet would agree. You know, that is a very top thing that you would never want to have happen. And Tasman, she was my only child. It was completely right in my world. It was completely unexpected. We had just come home from my mother's funeral. So the next day, we're going to go see this movie. And so I'm texting her. She's texting me back. And then I noticed she didn't text me back for a little while. And so I called her. I'm like, hey, you want to go to breakfast before we go to the movie? You know, blah, blah, blah. And she didn't pick it up, which isn't totally that surprising. But I'm sitting at home kind of wondering, man, this is taking a little longer. And next thing I know, there is a cop at my door saying that she was at Lawrence Memorial Hospital, and they were getting ready to life flight her to Kansas City. And so she had a cerebral aneurysm. I mean, literally woke up. I mean, we're texting. She was fine. And then just this um, blood vessel burst in her brain.